What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, today we have an awesome podcast for you. Before we get started, got to hit you with some housekeeping. Guys, you know we have the testimonial contest going on. I've been getting hit up with messages uh, about that you're sending the emails in and they're not going through. That's because you haven't followed fucking directions. Here's the deal. One minute video, not 103, not 107, not seven, not 10. <laughs> One minute. Set two, Vaughn, what's the address? Testimonials at the MFCEO.com. All right. Testimonials at the MFCEO.com. A lot of you guys have got it. Some of you guys missed it. We got to make it happen. The winners will be flown out here for a VIP weekend or a VIP day. They will be put up at uh, the Four Seasons. Yep. We're going to hang out. We're going to do a podcast. We're going to do some personal mentorship. We're going to go to dinner. We're going to eat. Some red meat. If you're vegan, you can't come. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. You can come. Uh, maybe. But as always, with that being said, I'm joined by my co-host, Vaughn, the pastor of disaster. What's up, dude? Things are incredible, man. I spent a couple hours. Well, the downside of it was I was in the emergency room with my wife last night. But the upside of it. Were is you I, working or you were there because she was sick? Both. Oh. Yeah. No, She's, I'm saying was she working? No, I'm sorry. No, yes. My wife's a doctor, but no, she was in there for like, because she wasn't. She's your sugar mama. Wasn't. (laughs) Vaughn ain't no dummy. (laughs) Well. (laughs) No, I'm gainfully employed thanks to the MFCEO. No, but uh, dude, I started going through some of those testimonials and it's it's an interesting experience. Like, I'm glad Lewis is here today because I was getting choked up. You just fucked up my intro. Did I? By the way. We have an amazing oh. guest here. <laughs> As you guys know, my good friend Lewis Howes just wrote an awesome book called The Mask of Masculinity. We're going to dive into that topic today. So thanks for fucking up my intro. I appreciate <laughs> it. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm always happy to oblige. But no, basically, I mean, we got some amazing people that that, that follow the, the project. Oh, I mean, dude, it's, it's awesome. Testimonials. On yeah. the other hand, we also have people who, in spite of all warnings, literally send us hour-long videos. Hey, they won't win. Yeah, but that's so, okay. We appreciate you anyway. Sixty yeah, seconds, we right? We do appreciate it, dude. You saw my. You saw the. You just snapped it. The thing. I'm huge. That was on, hilarious, I'm man. huge on following directions. It's amazing. So on the front of the door. So I can't stand people that can't follow directions. It bothers me to my core. Like if I have an employee and I say this is the way it's done, that's the way it's done. Like I, I'm all for like thinking and and doing what you think is right and this and that. But there's certain things that just need to be done the right way. And one of them is in my book. That when I say one minute video, I don't mean 101. No. I mean one. <laughs> and the other thing is no soliciting on the fucking door out front. Do you get a lot of salesmen that come here? We did. You did. Yeah. Until I changed the message. Wow. <laughs> Everybody puts that message that says no soliciting that nobody pays attention to. Right. And then, you know, so we just changed it to say uh, salesmen seen by appointment only. If you, if you walk into this facility without an appointment, we won't do business with you out of principle because you can't follow directions. And if you think about it, is that not true? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't absolutely. follow directions. Make a absolutely. fucking appointment and we'll be glad to meet with you. Right. Yeah. But if you can't, if you're not willing to make that extra effort, how are you going to be willing to make the extra effort to do whatever it is that you do for our company? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, I had to credit the kid who sent in, he followed the directions, one minute videos, but he was so impacted by the project that he sent 10 
one minute video. Oh. So you know what? That's thinking outside the box. Yeah. yeah. I actually so, kind of respect that. It's like yeah. multiple votes. It's yeah. like yeah. lottery. Yeah. We didn't say you couldn't do that. That's true. So, hey, that's still within the bounds of directions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I respect that. Yeah. All right. Good. So, Lewis, it's been, I don't know, about a year since we've, yes. we've been on this podcast. We did your yes. podcast, which, which turned out up. great. Yeah, people yeah, loved dude, it. Uh, Gold Coast took a clip of that video and yeah. went viral. It was yeah. pretty cool. That's great. Um, so, thank you for having me on. Of course. I love the show. If you guys don't listen to Lewis's podcast, it's one of the, it's probably the only other podcast I listen to consistently. Well, it's the only podcast I listen to consistently because I don't even listen to this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, so, I can't. I don't listen to my own though either. Yeah, yeah so I know. It's I, hard after you, re- dude, you know, record yeah, to like I, listen back I to always, it. If I listen, to it, even when I watch my videos, I'm like, God, I sound like such an idiot. I know. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Lewis goes, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> dude, no, it's like hearing your, the same way. No, yeah, it's yeah. like hearing yourself on an answering machine. Like back yeah. when they had answering machines yeah. and you had to record the 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 voicemail, right? And then you play it back. You're like, oh, I sound disgusting. I sound fat. I sound retarded. I sound <laughs> yeah. this. I sound that. And like, dude, you're, you're, it's just better just to do it and like mm. never look at it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so Absolutely. that's what I, that's what I try to do. So within that time you have written, and we've talked about this a number of times privately, but today we're going to talk about it and, and basically, uh, embrace and, and dig into, uh, the topic of, vulnerability mm. with males and mm-hmm. you know it's popular today to be, and we see it all the time dude's got a big old beard and he's like got some muscles and he's like be a real man and and we've seen this this has been a societal thing for since the beginning of time mm-hmm. right um about men being afraid of letting people know that they have issues too they have things that have bothered them too and you know what before we get into the the details but why did you see a need for this book Ooh, well it's written, a little bit yeah. outside it's, it's a, a lot it's outside a, it's a lot different than what the other book was it's a lot di- it's a lot different than pretty much everything i do in terms yeah. of like online marketing and business and everything else um I, it came out of a need for myself when i turned 30 i was going through a lot of pain a lot of stress a lot of pain i i'd moved to la for a girl and uh, ended up being an up and down relationship for the next eight months where I didn't know how to end the relationship gracefully. I don't know if many people know how to end relationships gracefully, but it was like eating me alive inside. I was terrified to be alone. I didn't know how to, I didn't think I would have that intimacy again. I was just scared. Right. Scared. So I was clinging on to something that was so toxic and wasn't helping me in any way that was hurting me emotionally, spiritually, physically, everything. I was also... So I was taking that frustration and taking it out on everyone else in the world. I was so angry in the world and resentful that anytime someone would step to me, whatever it be social media or basketball game or whatever, I would want to fight them. Right. Like I would want to take it out on them because right. I didn't take it out on my girlfriend. Right. 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 And there was a, a point where. I was playing pickup basketball a lot just to get the energy out, and I was always trying to fight with people. Like every time, it didn't matter if it was like some sixteen-year-old punk. No, and at the time, you're playing it off as I'm just ultra competitive. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was like, I just want to win, but it's like right. a zero stakes games right. in, the, in the mean streets of West Hollywood, right? <laughs> and um, it was like, why am I like always trying to fight these seventeen-year-old kids who just have like you know are talking trash to me, right? Like, they're like wimps. They're like yeah. tiny little dudes yeah. that I'm like trying to step back to. Like right, it right, means, right. like it's like it's hurting my masculinity. My manhood is being like affected by them talking to me. Right. And after months of this, 
I would get into like shoving matches with kids and pretty much just like express my dominance over them because I was so much bigger that they would stop talking. Right. So I was always trying to find a place to dominate. Right. And be like the alpha male and the the aggressor. And one day I was playing a basketball game and I was guarding a guy who was older than me and much bigger. He's about your size. And he was older though. He's probably like in his mid forties, mid to late forties, big guy. So I'm guarding him and he's, you know, you got to kind of like hold the guy, not hold him, but like lean into the guy when he's that big, when you're playing down low. So I'm leaning into him. He's leaning into me. You know, it's, it's kind of like a clean physical game. Right. You know, we're not like hitting each other, but we're hard fouling clean, you know? And, um, it gets down to the last point. It's a game point in both teams. So bragging rights is what matters right now. Right. And, um, I go up for a layup. He fouls me hard. He goes up for a layup. I foul him hard. Kind of goes back and forth. No one's able to score. Until one time I like grab his arm when he got the ball to score again. And then all of a sudden he kind of lost it and headbutts me. Yeah. And this is the moment where I, it's like years of frustration come out. Right. Where now I have the right to hit someone. Right, right, right. Someone hit me. Right. Now it's more than just a shove. Right. It's like let me unleash all the pain I felt. Right. Over this relationship over the last eight months and bring it out. And I literally like went into another mode of like aggression right and alpha male like zero thought process i just ufc you know headlock punched the guy took him to the ground just like pummeled this guy right and had like my mind took over my body took over i didn't even know what i was doing it was just Mm -hmm. like oh like everything all my pain just came out in this guy until someone took us off uh pulled me off and got him up and I remember looking at the guy's face and I couldn't recognize him. And I was so terrified at what I'd done. This was four years ago. Yeah. Hmm. And I couldn't, I was, it was like, I was so so much adrenaline in that moment. And I was just like, what did I do? I was like, what the fuck did I just do? Right. And I remember literally running back to my place like a coward, like scared, like a scared little boy. I was like, the police department office is like literally across the street right now he hit me and everyone saw that he hit me first and things like that so i realized like i'll probably be fine but my buddy was there he's like you just need to go like this could get bad like whatever and i ran back to my place literally like scared like a scared child ran back to my place was shaking looking in the mirror in my bathroom and all i could say is like what the fuck are you doing like who are you why are you allowing this to happen why are you so angry? I just kept saying like, why am I so angry? And it was kind of the wake up call for me because I, I wish I didn't, you know, get in that fight, but stuff happens and, uh, you know, whatever. But it was a wake up call because my life wasn't working. My, my relationship wasn't working. I didn't have the emotional capacity to really tell her what I wanted and to express myself and to, to leave. I was taking out all this aggression in business when people would comment on anything critical online, social media, my blog, whatever. I had to defend myself. I had to respond and like make myself look good. Right. And uh, same thing in, in, in this fight. It's like, I, why? None of this mattered. It wasn't even like a, uh, there was no money on the line. There was nothing on the line right. except for 10 kids just playing basketball. And so I started to 
get some help. I started to ask for feedback. I said to my friends, like, I don't know why I'm doing this or like why I'm so frustrated, why I'm so, why I'm so angry, but I need some support. I went to, I'm going to share a story with you that I think you're going to really appreciate. I went to a, uh, a leadership emotional intelligence workshop. It's a five day experience where we talk a lot about mindset talk a lot about, it's kind of like therapy with a group of people where they address everything from your life that isn't working. And so you address issues you have with your parents, you address issues from past relationships, you address issues with your own relationship with yourself, situations in your life, and they put you through different experiences and games to create a mirror to show you how you've been acting your whole life and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And at, at the th uh, three-day mark, my ego is like so big. I'm like, I teach this stuff, like I already know all this stuff, like I don't need this. And at the three-day mark, a lot of people are crying. A lot of people are like opening up about stuff from their past. And, you know, they're very open and vulnerable. And the trainer, the facilitator of this workshop at a three-day mark says, okay, we've addressed everything from our past. And we're moving forward towards our future. So we're going to be talking now about the life we want to create for ourselves, how we do want to feel, how we want to think, and the dreams we have for ourselves. But in order to do that, we have to, to let go of everything from our past first. So if you haven't addressed anything yet with the group or in any of these situations that we've gone through, these games, these exercises, if you haven't addressed anything, now is the time or pretty much forever hold your peace moment. And so I, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, you know, my parents getting divorced, I've already talked about that, being picked on, being bullied, being picked last when I was a kid, I've addressed all these things. My brother went to prison when I was eight for four and a half years for selling drugs. I addressed that in here. Uh, you know, being in the special needs classes, you know, feeling stupid my whole life. Like I addressed all these things in these conversations and these exercises. And I was like, that time I was raped by another man when I was five went through my mind. And I was like, why have I never told anyone this for 25 years since it happened? Right. Like I've always been terrified to let people know that another man sexually abused me. Right. It was like this, it was like if anyone ever knew this, they wouldn't accept me, they wouldn't look at me the same they way. They think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was like, they wouldn't accept me, they wouldn't look at me the right way, they, would, they wouldn't love me, I wouldn't have any friends. Like all these childhood fears always surrounded me from this one, this one thing. It was a combination of like everything that I think made me more defensive and aggressive. It wasn't just that experience. But I remember saying like, why do I let this one thing have power over me? So I, I was saying to myself, you know, why have I never shared this thing and why does it have so much power over me? And so in that moment, I just felt like I have to share this. I stood up in front of this room of about 50 people, walked to the front of the room, I couldn't look anyone in the eyes. I stared down the entire time on a carpet and looked just like this. And for the first time in 25 years, walked through every moment of what happened. Walked through being at the babysitter's, the babysitter's son taking me to the bathroom and walking through everything. The smell of it, the scene, the taste, every thing of that experience I still had in my memory so strong. And I shared it and I couldn't look up at anyone in the face. When I completed sharing the story, like the room is 
like almost in shock, like dead silent, to see this big white jock dude with an ego right. come up and start sharing something like this. Right. Like there was the most unexpected thing. I sit down uh, back in my chair and I just start erupting. I'm like erupting of tears, like howling of just releasing these tears that I've been, I guess, holding back for so long. Right. And I'm crying, I'm shaking, I'm like, terrified to look anyone in the eyes still. I can't look anyone in the eyes. Luckily, there's two women on either side of me who are holding me, like crying in my arms and like holding me. And thankfully, because I felt like so alone in that moment until they like grabbed me and, and hugged me and were like crying with me. And again, all this embarrassment, all this shame and guilt, I was just like, I can't be here. I ran out of the room. It was like in a hotel, like a uh, conference room. I ran outside to get some fresh air. Went to the, uh, uh, there was like a back alley street and then a wall. And I ran across the street and just put my head on the wall like this with my arm and was just like in tears. Like I couldn't stop crying. And one of the most beautiful things that ever happened to me was after this moment, all the men from that who were in the workshop came out and one by one looked me in the eyes and they were like, you're my hero. And I'm getting chills just thinking about it because they were like, you're my hero. I've thought so much, you know, I've been judging you this entire time, but for you to be able to just talk about that is one of the most incredible things for me to hear right. because, because I was sexually abused and I've never told anyone. Uh, and some people were like, you know, I didn't go through sexual abuse, but I went through this thing. Everybody has their Everyone thing. had something. Right. And they were like, and I've been ashamed to talk about right. this. And one guy was like, I've been married for 25 years and I have four kids and my wife doesn't know what happened to me when I was a kid. And you're not, you gave me permission to finally go there. Right. And I've been holding on to this pain my whole life. And, and I was like, what? It was like, it blew my mind. The thing that I was the most afraid of, letting people see me for actually who I am or the things I've gone through, was the thing that brought me so much closer together to everyone in that room. They were like, people, one guy was like, I will follow you anywhere. Like, now I know who you really are. I will follow you anywhere. You were already like a leader, but now you're like the most honest leader there is, and I trust you. And I was like, what? I was like, really? Yeah. I mean, me projecting as this like perfect athlete, business guy for so long with no flaws, you didn't trust, but now you trust me because I talked about like something that I'm, you know, terrified of. Right, right. And it was just blew my mind. And it gave me this unbelievable, you know, for a few hours, I'm still feeling like insecure and embarrassed and worried and scared because I'm like, is this for real? Maybe it's just like the context of this environment that people are like supportive, but I can't go out and tell my family or friends this. Right, right, right. Right. We are all kind of like sharing in right. this place. So <clears throat> are people going to accept me in the real world? Right. Right. And they're, you know, they were encouraging me to go tell my family, go tell my friends. And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to like let anyone know this. Right. 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 I was like, I feel safe here. It's like a therapy session, but I was like, there's no way. And they were like, we challenge you to do it. Like continue this process. So I did it. I told each family member one by one and it was terrifying because I didn't want my family to know what had happened. Right. But one by one, it was like the most beautiful experience again of my life because my sisters, my brother, my mom. Yes, there was some like pain and sadness from especially like my mom who felt like responsible, 
but my siblings started opening up to me about stuff they'd never share with me. And I'm like, I've known these people my whole life, and right. I didn't know these things about them. Right. And it's like I created this bond and connection with my family that is so much stronger because of that moment. And then I started sharing with my friends. And this is where I was really scared. I was like, what yeah. if I have no friends? They're you know? going think it's fucking weird or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And one by one, I started sharing with them. And again, they started opening up to me. They started like listening deeper. They started looking at me differently, like from a place of like support and love. And I was like, wow. And every time I shared it, the less I was shaking, like when I talked about it, the less I was like tearing up, the less I was, you know, embarrassed. It was came to the point where I was starting to share it more and more. In the right setting and context, I wasn't just like blurting it out. Right, you're not putting you know, on Facebook. Like, yeah, exactly. Right, which and, is what everybody likes to do these yeah, days. Yeah, exactly. And I realized like the more I share, the more I'm healing it for myself. And the more, like, and something crazy happened, my business started to explode. Yeah. Like, people trusted me more just because of how I was showing up differently. They couldn't really tell what I was doing. Like people said on my pot who were listening to my podcast, they were like, I loved your podcast before Lewis, but like something in the last few months has changed. Like something about you is just different. I don't right. know what it is, but like keep doing it. Right. You know, I wasn't opening up still about right. it. Right. They're like, just whatever you're doing, it's working. Right. And I was like, huh, there's something to this. And I, and to do a long story short or to, to wrap it up, I finally post on my podcast Everyone's telling me for months, you got to share this. I was like, no fucking way am I going to let the public know about this, right? I was right. like, first it's family, then it's friends. I was right. like, there's no way I'm going to share this publicly. One, like, I don't know if any white male jock dude has ever done that, right. that I was aware of. Two, I don't want anyone to think it's like some marketing thing or anything like that. Right, right. Three, like, I don't even know how I would do this without hurting people or it's like a sacred space for men to talk about right. this thing in my mind. And so, but people, everyone just kept saying, you got to do this. You got to do this. Like you're going to help so many men and women. So I said, okay, if it's going to help people, I'll do it. I finally do it months later. And again, it was probably the most powerful thing I'd ever done because so many men, I got hundreds of emails from men saying, again, I've never shared with anyone before. I never thought I could share. I never knew how to share. And now you're giving me permission. Thank you. Right. And I was just like, wow, this is more meaningful than any type of like business content or, right. you know, motivation, teaching right. stuff exactly. or marketing stuff. Like this is actually helping men heal and women heal because now they can have conversations with the men in their life, whether it be their husbands, their boyfriends, their fathers, their sons, because so many sons are disconnected. And I was like, huh, there's something to this. And I needed to do more research on it. So right. for the last four years, I've been digging in with all the research. You know, one in six men have been sexually abused. Uh, men commit more, more, way more suicide or suicide attempts than women. And I believe it is because men don't have the outlet to share. It's not accepted in society. It's not, accept, it's not accepted with their guy friends. Right. It's not accepted to share with women because women want a strong man. You're a pussy. Exactly. Right. And so it's just constantly... You know, the way I grew up and I think the way you grew up, you know, in the sports world and just around guys, it's like you're more like making fun of people to like fit in. You're more like putting other people down. See, or like, I was always the one who was getting made fun of. Yeah, me too. Always growing up. And so I yeah. had to make fun of people with other people to like right. fit into that group, right? Right. right. Yeah. So <clears throat> for me, I was like, okay, if I really want to make an impact and I want to continue to help myself heal and not be aggressive and 
and make an impact in my business, my health, all these things, my relationships, I've got to continue to open up. And I just, you know, I like results. Right. I was like, if you want to make more money, here's a way to do it. Right. If you want to like have better health, you're going to feel at peace inside yes. and accept yourself more when you do these things. Right. And so for me, I was just like, there are so many men who are suffering, so many women who are suffering in relationships with men because the men aren't opening up or they're so connected to. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. your book is not just for men. I think more women are going to read this because at the end of every chapter, we teach women how to connect with the men in their life right. and give them actual steps to understanding why the man is wearing that specific mask. There's nine different masks that men wear based on psychology research and why men wear it and how to get them to take it off without making them wrong. Because there's a lot of women that make men wrong for who they are. And really what men need more is not telling them they're bad or wrong, but acknowledging for the good they are doing so that they'll continue to do more good. Right. Um, yeah, so for me, I, I, you know, to wrap it up, the reason I wanted to do this was because, you know, the publisher for my last book was like, okay, let's do like a business or marketing book. And I was just like, you know what? I'm One just of not, the 50 million albums. Yeah, and right. I was just like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. And what I'm feeling is the thing that I talked about once on my podcast and started to open up a little bit about that is actually making the biggest impact to my audience right. is this topic. And, you know, I didn't know that these crazy racial marches and gender wars and political dysfunction uh, and challenges that are happening in the country. And now with the Vegas shooting, it's like I wasn't aware two years ago when I was started writing this book that all this was going to be happening. And I feel like so much of the tension anger. And, and anger and yeah. stress, it's coming from men. It's starting from men who don't feel safe within themselves, who feel insecure, who are afraid, and they lead with... I need to win. Dude, I need to be right. Dude, I need to kill. You took, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> like, I was just going to say, I was literally, I swear this is what I was going to say. <laughs> People are too worried about winning because they want to look a good way as opposed to solving a problem. That's it, man. And so they, they vent that, they, they use the win as mm. the expression of they're smarter, they're better, they're stronger. They're right. Exactly. Yeah. Dude. And it's, it's killing it's the killing world. society. It's killing, you know, with politics, when there's not a place of how can we all win together? Right. How can we find a solution, like you said? That's right. With, uh, in re marriages are going apart more than ever right now. I'm mean, sure you're seeing this in, the, in religion. It's like more tension ever within marriages, break, falling apart. Uh, it's more tension ever between like gender wars. Uh, there's more tension with our environment. Dude, I have this. I I have I purposely avoid political discussions on social because I don't. Yeah, I don't. The, re either. the reason is is because literally finding someone who is willing to have a discussion about a solution is literally almost impossible without them needing to be right. We want. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's it's this polarizing argument. Uh, about race or politics or whatever when in reality we all want the same fucking thing yeah we all want the same thing you can't you can't win the argument you can't it's not an argument you can't win a discussion a discussion is about us coming to a solution <laughs> right right, right. Yeah. you know and it's it's i get so fr i just had a, a dm with a really good friend of mine who's a black guy and we were going back and forth about a certain video about a cop and we were talking about you know 
I, I, he posted it and, you know, he used the hashtag Black Lives Matter. And it was mm-hmm. very like, yep. it was, ve- he was saying, you know, if this has been a white, if this had been a black dude, they would have shot him. And I wrote him back. I said, bro, I said, you're, you're a major influence in, in the world. I said, and this guy's, if I say his name, you guys know who he was. Mm-hmm. I said, you're a major influencer. You realize that putting that message out is dividing people, not putting people together. I want the same thing you want. White right. people want the same shit you want. You know, you have to quit eating what people are feeding you and start thinking on your own about what you're putting out. And what the reason he did that is because he's angry on the inside about the situation. You know, and we don't have to win these arguments with you, with each other. We have to figure out how to come together and mm-hmm. solve the problem. And dude, what you're saying is so true. When it comes to, I mean, dude, we, we're going to get into all kinds of business <laughs> aspects here in a minute, yes. but when it comes to online communication, there's very few discussions. It's a lot of arguing. And mm-hmm. it's the, the reason is, is because people feel like they have to assert their, their intelligence through comments, you know? Yeah. And the truth of it is, is most of us want the same shit, right? You know what I mean? We want to be united. We want to think the same things and just because you poke a hole in something I said that I took out of context, it doesn't make you look smart. Right. You know what I mean? Like so many people like to do that because that's the only way they get any traction. And my whole life was built around that where I needed to prove everyone wrong. Right. And I used to be so, I used to love these quotes. Dude, I still have that big, I still have that in me. No, I I get it. I had a big chip. It's still there too, but it's like, I used to love on Instagram would be like, prove them wrong. That was like my greatest, like, yeah. I used to love seeing that and posting that. And then I I realized my whole life has been to prove everyone else wrong. Right. The freaking eight-year-old boys that picked me last, the, the, the man that sexually abused me, yeah. whatever. Just like teachers, coaches, just like I always had this mentality, I'm going to prove them wrong. And I did. Yeah. I became but an all-state. Exactly. Okay. So Such unfulfillment inside. Well, I think it depends. And I then think, I had to go after something else yeah, to like continue I, proving wrong. I think that, and I say this a lot, I think negativity is very underrated yes. in terms of how much it could propel you in life. The most but if powerful, that, yes. But I feel like that when, when you go from, and, and dude, I talk about this a lot, you have to evolve from that and you have to go through the process. And eventually, and this is how it was for me, and you tell me if you agree or disagree, Eventually, you go from being motivated because I was, I still am motivated by that shit. I'm not going to even deny it. I get it. And, but I'm more motivated and by purpose. Yes. Okay. So I've trained, I've gone from trying to prove my only motivation in life being to prove everybody wrong. (laughs) Yep. To where now I'm like so far past all the people that I was like, trying to prove wrong now you're lifting others up that's right and th- so and now i found a purpose and yes and a lot of people if you never make that trans so if you tell a guy who's 20 years old that that uh it's wrong to be motivated by ne- negativity they're gonna think there's something wrong with that because yep. i think a lot of people are but if you also tell them hey be motivated by purpose i think that's a natural evolution people have to mm. go through yeah I mean, what do you think I think it is. I mean, I think you have to be fully self-aware yeah. and be able to realize it because I probably heard that a million times, but it never landed with me. Dude, I never knew what it meant. I'm I like, didn't what either. does that even mean? I heard win-win. I never knew what win-win was until four years ago. Right. I didn't know that I could win and everyone else could win around me. Right. I was like, no, yeah, there's only one winner. But that's also your sports background too. Exactly. Right. But I was like, I was like, there's always one winner. Right. 
You either win or you lose. And what you learn, and dude, you and I, we talked about this before. When you get a, in business and success, when you everybody can win. Everyone, there's so dude, much abundance. How many other dudes do you know that own supplement companies that are so some, killing it? A million supplement companies. Exactly. I know like 30 and, of them. And, and dude, I'm friends with all the dudes. Exactly. We're all friends. Yeah. We're like, hey, bro, how's this working for you? Yeah. Oh, it's working like this for me. You know, like uh, when you get into that next level of thinking and you go from from wanting to kill everybody, mm-hmm. which, dude, is extremely powerful motivation, and I'm not knocking it because that's my DNA, to, because, like, dude, when it comes down to it and we get in a competition, I'm going to fucking win. Right. Like, or die. Like, yeah. it's just the way I am. But I I have become so focused on purpose that now it makes sense, like, what I'm doing makes sense. When I was when I was trying to prove everybody wrong and that was exclusively my motivation. That was your purpose. It, it, yeah. it didn't make sense. And like you said, you're unfulfilled and you're angry. But once you start to find a purpose and you start to see the good you're doing and you start to see the results you're producing for other people – now you get into a situation where you're fulfilled because yes. it's not just about you. Yeah. It's about everybody around and you. And when you achieve by proving everyone else wrong, you still say, oh, but it doesn't feel good. It's not enough. I need more. Right. I need to build a bigger empire to continue to prove people wrong. Right. And it's never going to feel fulfilling like yeah. we're talking about. But when you have the purpose on it and a mission to lift others up, you can finally celebrate yeah. your victories yeah. and celebrate the good that you're doing and be like, look at this person's life that's changed because of what we created and, in our company. And dude, I don't know how much you believe, and I don't think we've ever talked about this, and uh, but I don't know how much you believe in like the law of attraction. I yeah. imagine you probably- yeah. I believe, believe in, in abundance. In, you know, right. I believe in abundance. So that's what and, I was getting yeah. at. So, I, I do believe in abundance, and I do believe that like just because I'm successful, it doesn't mean that the dudes at On It or the dudes right. at uh, Visalis or the right. dudes at other companies trust and all yeah, these other guys can't yeah. kill it too. Yeah, and I'm happy for them. Yeah. And you know why? Because I see them doing it, and I'm like, I can do it too. Yeah. And they see me doing it, and they think the same. So like, it's all a synergistic energy that people put out, and it creates positivity. Yeah, and 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 results. Exactly. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Like. Uh, Gary just said in one of his posts that he doesn't believe in a law of attraction. He thinks it's bullshit. I disagree. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I, I can tell I you a million stories. I can tell you a million stories. Uh, I have too much proof to not believe it. Yeah. And uh and think shit that I can't explain. And, and it, that could be a whole nother episode. Yeah. But and if you're attracting proving people wrong, yeah, it's gonna you attract that negative energy Dude, in your life. Anxiety, stress, right? Not good exactly. enough. Exactly. Needing more. And like, I think I think that, you know, if I'm being if I'm being honest, I'm I'm a little of both. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Like, I, I understand how to play both. Yeah. I'm far less prove people wrong than I used to be because now I'm confident with who I am and I don't really feel like I, I'm like, all right, well, I'm, you know, I'm doing this, this, this. I can name out the highlight reels, whatever. Right. But I don't, I feel like I've proved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's not. Who else do you need to prove wrong? Yeah. Right. Now <laughs> so, it's more it's about yourself. Now it's about the mission. That's it. It's about the purpose. And I think the more you lean that way, you're gonna see oh, yeah. you guys just launch into a whole new direction. Yeah, you dude, you could see it. And you're gonna see the energy shift. You're right. People are gonna feel better. They're gonna feel like the purpose as well. Right, right, right. As yeah. opposed to like Andy's like tension of like needing to prove someone wrong. Right, right, you know what I mean? right, like, right, right. I mean, I still, you know, I mean, I don't know that as athletes and, and guys. Right, of course. Still be competitive. Right, so that's so that's something I want to address about yes. this. So yes. this is a really good tie-in to, to what the book is about. Is, you know, some people will read The Mask of Masculinity and they're going to assume, especially manly dudes, they're going to assume the book is like, how to be a pussy, right? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because like that's how they that's how they see it, 
And yeah. that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that there is a balance of being a male or an alpha male. Like, dude, first of all, I think people who try to be alpha male, you're not alpha. Right. Dude, the way you become alpha male is by helping other motherfuckers. That's it, man. You know what I'm saying? And Just being took the words real. out of my mouth. Like you said, uh, you said about... Um, you said about people trusting you when you show the vulnerability. I was mm. just having this discussion with my wife this morning. Uh, we were in a bathroom and I was getting ready. She's like, what do you got going on? I don't really tell her all like when I'm home, I'm home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I go, I got Lewis in town. We're going to talk about his book, you know, this and that. And, uh, and she's like, Oh, that's going to be good. And I'm like, yeah. I said, you know, the thing is that, and we got in this like five minute discussion. I'm like, you know, so many people not it's popular now to have these, these dudes out there, like teaching other people how to be men. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to go chop wood and build a campfire and be fucking and have a man (laughs) to be a man. And like wear a beard. Right. (laughs) Now, Hey, I'm all about the beards, but like it it has nothing to do with who I am as a man, Right. Right. you know? And, um, it's like, I started explaining, I said, you know, one of the reasons, cause we, I'm very fortunate and you are too, to have an extremely loyal fan base. Yes. Like, our fan base at the MFCO project and my personal me, my personal brand is so loyal and yeah. so dedicated. And I told her, I said, you know, it has to do with the fact like we t- and I'm not going to name his name. We talked about another guy we both know who likes to be a celebrity. Mm-hmm. OK. And uh, that that particular person likes to pretend like he's on another level than everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the reason that people are are loyal to us and our personal brands and in business approachable on the same level dude we're human yeah we show people that we're human we show people that hey look dude i'm not any different than you i have my struggles i have my setbacks i have my little victories too i have my bad days i don't want to do anything i have my good days where i'm on all cylinders Mm -hmm. and people look at that and they're you know and it's so much more Believable because it's true. Relatable too. Because it's true. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Well, people don't believe anything that's too polished. No, no. especially no, nowadays but, with social so media. So that's what we're gonna get into, like the branding yes. aspect. Like all you people out there, and this goes for women too, mm-hmm. that try to pretend like you're perfect and you're above and you're this and you're that. Because there are a few people out there who have managed to build a good following who do that shit. You, that's the old way. Mm-hmm. The new way to build a true tribe and a true following is to let people know who exactly you are. Yeah. Let people know the shit that you've gone through. Let people know the struggles you have. And you know why that creates trust? Because they know it's the truth. The most engaged photo I have on my Instagram, except for like a couple that went viral for whatever reason, is me opening up about being sexually abused yeah. and like the fear I had around, you know, sharing it and things like that. I just posted it, you know, like a few weeks ago. Yeah, I saw and, it. And it got like a it thousand comments and yeah. someone else made the graphic for me for Goldcast made it for yeah. a video. Yeah. And I didn't even make it, but I was like, oh, maybe I'll share this. Yeah. And people were like, and I've shared this again years ago on my podcast, but I have a whole new audience that doesn't know this about me. Yeah. And it's not like I'm talking about it every day. Dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I Do you? Just on a different subject. Do yes. you repeat? Do you repost content, and repurpose it consistently? From like three, six months ago. That's yeah, what I do. No one's looking at yeah, stuff. Right. From, yeah, and I get people who are like, "Dude, we've seen this four times." I'm like, "Bro, I got a hundred extra thousand people here who <laughs> haven't." Seen it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and for me, I'm like, "Huh." 
always having the polished stuff. Sure, it's nice to show like the highlight reel, but again, there's so many of those big Instagram followers or brands that just have highlight reel after highlight dude, reel, and they're losing engagement and following. Dude, because it's bullshit. And it everybody is. knows it. Yeah, exactly. Your life like, isn't that great. You know, you know, <laughs> exactly. You you know that. Um, or you make me feel bad all the time. Right. By, like, you, there's something be, wrong with me. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Dude, I just talked about this a few podcasts ago. Uh, about some of the other entrepreneurs out there where they act like they're on fucking level 20 every day, all day, yeah. and they're fucking not. I know they're not because they motherfucking text me. Yeah, It's like the people who ask Emily if if she gets daily motivational yeah. talks from you. Like, dude, <laughs> th- dude, people will ask my wife. They're like, they're like, oh, what's it like living with him? I bet you're always motivated. It's like, <laughs> look, dude, here's the reality. He's stressed out. When, huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I go home, she's the one picking me up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. And that's what people don't understand. And... And then there's even the worst is the $30,000 millionaires, oh which are guys or girls that Life don't have any money. Well, they don't have old. any money who are wearing $50,000 watches, you know, driving the cars and they can't afford it. Bro, you I, know got, what I, mean? I got targeted. I got targeted with a fucking watch ad. I don't know, two or three days ago. That was all fake fucking like APs, Rolexes, uh-huh. Hublots, like all fake shit. And I'm, and, and then dude, I was, I could talk about that for five fucking hours. Andy. Like, it's, it, you know, these kids who are like, join my mastermind, my life uh-huh. mastermind, you're 19. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you're 19. Right. You don't know your fucking ass from your elbow. Right. Like, you think you do. That's what being 19 is about. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm exactly. like, <laughs> You know? Yeah. We, I thought that too, man. I'm not knocking your hustle. I appreciate it. But mm-hmm. how about this? Go out and build something yeah. and then share that story. Exactly. Dude, I get so frustrated with that. Yeah. The internet's so predatory, especially in the entrepreneur space, yep. because you have so many people that are talking about shit that they're just watching Gary or they're watching Grant or they're watching mm-hmm. us and they're just regurgitating that shit in some program. Right. It's like, bro, you haven't lived it. And living it and talking about it is two different things. Yeah. And everybody exactly. knows it. Exactly. Yeah. You know? I was going to say real quick, uh, you know, for the people who don't share things, the girls on Instagram, the ones who travel, oh, no, like, so, dude, imagine what they're not showing or what like they're the, not like telling the people. Like year old dude. Dude. Yeah. That brought the them on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so like, dude, so I was going to say that. Um, so, you know, and at first form, we have uh, a number of athletes and influencers that promote the brand all over Instagram. Right. My biggest challenge, my biggest, and these, these are people that have anywhere from a hundred thousand uh, to up to 11 million, 12 million followers. Right. Um, my biggest challenge with those people has been to have this discussion with them. Really? Like, Cause, cause they're always looking perfect, yes. aren't they? And, but if you read their captions, when they post about first form, they're talking about the real shit. Mm. And so like my biggest victory this year has been to like, That's funny. just get these people to step out. Cause they were so unwilling to do that. Make like, them look human, like you were dude, saying earlier. And everything's photoshopped, every touched them, up. Every and, single one of them that has listened and done it has come back to me and been like, dude, this is awesome. I love this. I love being a part of this brand. It's because yeah. they're getting because real interaction t- now, they allow too. Me to, they, you guys allow me to tell the truth. Nobody yeah. else wants to see the truth. Everybody wants to see the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, they're all so appreciative of being a part of it because, dude, they, they've been told, they've been taught. And, and we, if you've paid attention to Instagram for the last three years – that's what we've been taught. We've yeah. been taught perfection. We've been taught the highlight reel. You, you follow the high-end entrepreneurs. They're always showing their their toys and this and that. And very few of them tell their story. Yeah, You know what I mean? And and the story of the struggle is where the value is, man. It is. That's where the connection comes from. You know, if you're if you're an aspiring influencer, you listen to this, which I know a lot of them do, um, whatever, whatever space you're in, mm-hmm. dude, it is good business to be vulnerable. Absolutely. 
And I know Vaughn has been wanting to ask this question about, um, you know, how often do you talk about your struggles or yeah. your vulnerabilities? Because you could go the other spectrum, right, Vaughn? And right, you say don't every day, yeah. every day, like, right. oh, my life. You don't want to be yes. a victim. Dude, so that was something I wanted to bring up to yes. you. Yes. Can, so, can I insert yes. real quick? <laughs> yeah. You guys are hitting everything that, that you know, that I was so thinking So you just of. feel the need to speak? Yes. Right, I do. No, actually... For the sake of the audience, I want to drive you to answer this question very specifically. Mm-hmm. So you talked about how, well, Andy said that there's a lot of guys out there that are going to think this this book is how mm-hmm. to be a pussy, right? Yeah. But what strikes me about- If you steal my question, I'm going to cut your fucking head off. I, I won't. <laughs> but what strikes me about you, Lewis, is that you've dealt with this, you've, you've embraced this vulnerability, and yet nobody in their right mind is going to say that you became- less competitive. So my That's question what, that is That was my fear. Yes. So my question is, how has embracing your mm. vulnerability actually liberated you to be more competitive? You know, it's just it makes me free. The word that always comes to me is like freedom. I feel freedom even though listen, I'm not perfect and I wear these masks still. There's still some that are hard to let go of, but I'm aware of them when they happen. I'll I'll give an example. Yesterday trying to get here, I literally, I, I left my wallet at home, which I've never done. And so I got to the airport and I realized I didn't have my ID. And I had to get through security like a whole nother back around way and answer all these questions. They pretty much like strip you down naked and like touch you everywhere to make sure you don't have anything. And I, I missed my flight. They closed the door by two minutes. And they're, the TSA is taking forever to get me through. And I'm like, guys, I got to get to the gate. They're going to close the door. They're like, no, you're fine. Like, you got enough time. And I was like, you're wrong, but okay, I'm just going to you know, go through the process. I get there. No one's helpful for me with the customer support. I see the plane. It hasn't left yet. I'm like, just open the door. Let me through. No one will help me. I wanted to fucking punch a wall because I was like, now I got to take an overnight flight to get to St. Louis. You know, I'm pissed at myself for forgetting my wallet. I'm pissed at TSA. I'm like, I want to rage right now. And I'm really, literally like, how fitting is this? That I, you know, I get to practice what I preach. Well, I get to practice what I'm preaching and not yell at this person that I want to fucking rage at, not punch the wall, kick a trash can over. I was like literally looking at a trash can, like, I'm going to break this thing. Bro, you got the same fire I got. You know what I mean? I was like, these people are not helping me. Yeah. And I just had to breathe. You're thinking in your head, like, dude, how fucking stupid is this? So dumb. And I was like, every part of this process, I was like, yes, I get to take responsibility that I didn't have my ID, but this could have not happened also through their lack of time management when I was there. And I go, you know what? There's nothing I can do in this situation. Beginning angrier and making a scene is not going to help me. It's only going to hurt me. So I just breathed and I said, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And, you know, again, I wear Dude, these how masks. how much happier does that make you? It's so much It's so much better. I mean, the rage of like punching no, something's going to feel good for Dude, a moment. And then you're going to be like, why? I feel like we're... We might not be in the exact same spot in, in this way, but I feel like we've both gone through this process. Yes. And, dude, I used to be the exact same way. Like, I would freak the fuck out and over like, shit that was... And, like, puff yes, it up and, yeah, like, scream. Over stupid shit. Stupid shit. Like, and now it's like, I literally take pride mm. in letting nothing shake me. That's good. You know what I mean? Like, well, you were just mentioning this... About Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. What was the quote you said? The quote is, I will hate no man, for I will give no man that power over me. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly. powerful. Yes. Yeah. But you have to identify and be aware yes. that you're doing that. Absolutely. Because it will test 
every if you're a competitive fiery dude oh my gosh it will test every fiber of everything your being. that's why you need to be aware of what the masks are right. first now right. what's the question you're getting to so i can well, make sure i got well the question answered. specifically was and oh. you answered it to some well, extent pussy is, if i'm no is is how how is embracing vulnerability actually freed you or oh, yes. liberated you to be even more competitive freedom and i have a follow-up <clears throat> yes for that it's giving me freedom uh which is, inner peace in my mind is the most powerful thing we can have because if we are constantly in anger, rage, disconnection, resentment, whatever it is, then we are constantly giving our power away to something else. And that is going to hold us back from making the most money we want to make, making the impact, Dude, building a brand. you're spending unnecessary energy on yes. things that don't matter. It don't matter. Right. right. It's holding you back from your vision of living the life you want to live by reacting to everything else That's in the world. That's right. So for me, it's giving me the sense of, and listen, I was a fun, loving guy beforehand. Like I had a lot of passion, joy, but when something triggered those masks, it took over. Mm-hmm. And it took me days or weeks to like get back to that fun, loving guy. And I was always conflicted. I was like, why am I fucking angry? Like, why do I allow this? Why am I resentful or defensive? Or why haven't I forgiven that person mm-hmm. or myself? I just didn't know how to. And uh, it's been a four-year journey of like learning these things because you don't teach this in school. No, right. and nobody talks about it. If your parents don't teach this nobody to you. Nobody talks about it. Especially when they tell you to just be a man and don't cry Dude, and all honestly, these things, you know? Honestly, bro, until, until you and I had started talking about it, <clears throat> I think a lot of people that are very aware, like you and I are both, I would say, at yeah. 100% awareness, Yeah, we, we go through the evolution naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hadn't pointed it out to me like a year ago when we talked about it, I don't know that I would have identified the actual transition. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Like I wouldn't have thought about it and said, oh, I went through this major transition. I used to be this way and now I'm this way. Yeah, I just thought like I grew up. But <laughs> right. But the reality there's of some is, men that never grow up exactly, and that's what I want to talk about. You gotta have about. the awareness. So yeah. we have two kinds of men. We have <clears throat> the guys, and I feel like when you have all these coaches out there that are teaching other dudes to be men, all right, which is to me, I you know, it's not my cup of tea. Whatever, I'm not gonna knock anybody's sure. hustle. You know, right? I feel like you have a lot of guys who feel all right. This is like hard to explain, but when we grow up. Your mom tell like your mom tells you, oh, you need to be sensitive and you need to have a big heart and you need to this and that, and then you go to like school and and then you start you're like that and then all of a yeah. sudden you're you getting made fun picked of. on, yeah. right? Yeah. So then you go back in your shell mm-hmm. and you become the opposite of that, yeah. and then most people never evolve from that. Then you have a girlfriend that tells you to be sensitive as well or open up or yeah. show emotion, but then when you do, they're like, I need you to be stronger for me dude, right now. So dude. you're like. Right. What do you want me to do? You right. want me to be strong? So, you want me to, so, you know. What the, so that's exactly what I want to talk about. I'll treat you like a dick if you want no, me to. Exactly. <laughs> it's not, if girls don't right. want to be treated like a dick, they want to be challenged. Yes. It's totally different. The reason girls date guys who are dicks is because they are a natural challenge to them. But most guys can't make that differentiation. No. They think, they, you hear it all the time, Mo- girls never want the nice guy. No, they want a nice guy. They want a guy that respects them, but they also want a guy that's going to stand up for himself and not be a bitch. And, and challenge them when necessary, okay? And that's what I want. Actually, that's exactly what I wanted to get into because I think looking at, you know, the the, the word masculinity and, and insinuating that it's, you know, a mask that people wear, there's a lot of dudes that are going to think, well, I don't want to read that book because I'm going to turn into a, a soppy, cry baby. This That's not what this is about, Okay. It has multiple benefits in business. Like we said, trust, 
engagement, you know, freedom to make the right choices, freedom to have the confidence to not react emotionally. But in relationships, I there's a fine line between being a man and then being the the fake man, right? And then so and I know what I would say to this, but I'm you wrote the book, so I want to hear your take. What would you say to somebody who's who's you know struggling with that? They don't know where the boundaries are. Well, here's the thing: these masks are are things that men wear to 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 one fit in, and to two create something to develop more self worth in themselves. So, for example, this would be something to talk about here. There's one that's called the material mask. There's one that's called the sexual mask. There's one that's called the athlete mask. There's all these different names for these masks that are backed by psychologists who have backed this with research to support this with me. I've done a lot of work with psychologists on this. And I'll give an example. When I was broke on my sister's couch, I said, I'm sick and tired of being broke. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get rich. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to find rich mentors. I'm going to read every book. I'm going to do anything I can to not be broke anymore. So I put on the material mask and I said, I need to make as much money as I can so I can have the nice things and get off this couch. And it fucking worked. (laughs) I got rich. Right. But here's the thing. Here's the consequence. I gained 60 pounds. I didn't have any relationships. And I was constantly talking about the money I was making to to create self-worth for myself, to attract like love from other people, as opposed to, yeah, I can go make a ton of money, but show it as an inspiration, not as a, I'm here, look at me, look at me and all this stuff. Like, and this is a great example for you because I know you have a lot of money and you have nice things and there's nothing wrong with that. It's when the guys who are constantly talking about their nice things to make themselves look good and develop self-worth, you're never going to have enough self-worth. You'll never have enough. You'll never have enough. Right. And you constantly need the bigger thing to feel worthy of and people's attention. for literally five minutes. Exactly. And so this is all, again, it's a challenge because these things, when we wear them, they work. We get results. Right. But there's also something that's missing. Right. Which is this feeling of like, what if all these cars and money went away? Would people still love you? Exactly. Or are they there because you have it? Right. So if you have nothing in your heart that shows people like you care, you're here to lift others up, it's just me, me, me. Again, the same thing with sex, the sexual mask. When I you know, was heartbroken when a girl broke up with me, I was like, I'm never again going to let a girl hurt me like this. So I'm going to go sl- have every woman desire me. I'm going to learn all the skills I need to so that women want me. Right. I'm going to sleep with as many women as I can and then never commit to them. Right. And it worked. I got yeah. women to desire me and want me and want to date me and be in a relationship with me. And I continued to be able to sleep with as many as I wanted to, essentially. It became like right. easier and easier. Right. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Right. I was getting results. Right. But I felt so empty. And it was from the ne- outside, most dudes would be like, that guy's You're the, the man. man. You're the man. Right. But I was like, man, why am I so lonely? Right. Why am I so... Why like... Did none of these girls mean anything? Why do I feel like so shitty? Why yeah. do I feel like I you know you're not, not doing enough? the right thing? Exactly. And it was never enough. Right. I was never, there was not many girls that could bring me self worth. Right. And that's what this is all about is like, how do we discover 
how to live a purposeful life so that we can make the most money and make the most impact and right. feel worthy. Right. Of it. And, and guys, don't take this as, you know, out of context. And right. Lewis is not saying it's not a good thing to have a lot of money. No, I'm not saying or it's I not want a good thing. I to, want all the money to be attracted you know? <laughs> to women yeah. or know how to attract women. Yes. You know, like those are all good things, but you have to utilize them for the right reasons. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think you know, you with guys, you have one of two extremes. Like we have in most situations in life, we have extremes. If you go to politics, we have the right side and we have the left side. If you go to, you know, the country, you've got the north and the south. Right. You know, everything you're going to be able to find a, a natural 50% divide. Yep. And with men, we have it the same way. We have dudes that are, they, that are overly what they think is masculine. And then we have dudes who are women and yes. you know what i'm saying and i and i'm not you know for the women that listen i'm saying that with traditional uh stereotypical yes. <laughs> you yes. know sense like women are typically more emotional and more sharing more this or more yes. feminine yeah so we have men who are very quote-unquote masculine and then we have women who are or we have men who act like women and think that that's what's going to attract women mm-hmm. because that's what their moms told them yeah and you know what's funny is neither one of them work right you know exactly. what i mean they're both fake right because you're not being who you truly are. Exactly. And that's what it comes down to is taking off the mask and revealing who you are and being that, being comfortable in your own skin. Well, dude, just like we talked about creating trust with your followers or your yes. business or your personal brand through through sharing your, your humanity, how do you create wonderful friendships? How do you create amazing relationships with, with uh, you know, romantic relationships? You do that by being who the fuck you are. This is so true. I mean, the key to success, I'm sure you would agree with this, the key to success in your life has been the relationships in your life. No question. And the key to successful relationships at the highest level is vulnerability, is being who you are, is revealing and you yourself, shouldn't be embarrassed up. about that. shouldn't be embarrassed. Right. Like, yeah. like I, I literally, I don't know that there's anything I could truly get embarrassed about because A- Because you're comfortable in yourself. Dude, and I live, I, I, sh- I, I know who I am, I live- what I think is the a correct, a morally correct life. You know what I mean? I don't do things that I don't think are right. And for that reason, when I, you know, when I think about, when I reflect on myself, you know, that, that gives me confidence in, in who I am, makes me feel good. It gives me, it gives me the ability to connect with other people. And, and like, dude, if they were to say, you know, like, I mean, even like stupid like hey i shit my pants today it's like hey bro you know what i've done that before (laughs) too you know like like stuff that would be totally embarrassing like you just got to learn to laugh at it it. and and understand that you know everybody's gone through these weird things that you you go through as being a human being exactly and when you share those things and you're real with people without feeling like it's going to damage you you become somebody who other people will naturally connect with and follow because they emulate to have that same mm-hmm. sort of freedom. Right, right. And I wanted to. I know you had another question. I didn't want to cut you off. No, you guys are just reading my mind because okay. you, pre- you bit pretty much answered everything. I okay, was, cool. my follow up. I want question, to respect your. I mean, yes and no. I'll just I'll just state it, and you can add whatever layer you want to it. Is that you know I'm fourth. I'm in fourth grade. I'm in church. I'm getting tired. My eyes closed. My mom, you know, elbows me and she says, "Quit falling asleep." And I say. Oh, I'm praying, Mom. So from the outside, <laughs> two completely different things. <laughs> from the outside, yeah. two completely different things can look the same. And yeah. so you talked at the beginning about how, you know, you were driven by this rage, like playing that basketball game. Mm-hmm. 
Andy's talked about how, you know, we want this comp- competitive edge. We Embrace want this competitive edge. Right. We want Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So my question for both of you guys. But if it's at the detriment guys, of hurting someone else, that's not good. There's right. Balance. Because there's you know you can, there's going to be, be asterisk, hole, asterisk holes that are going, yeah. well, wait a minute. No. So what my question is, just flesh it out a little bit more for the audience, is how do you know the difference between when you are being driven by the wrong kind of it's like, rage yeah. it's like <laughs> and a when UFC, you're being driven yeah. by the right kind? It's like a UFC fighter who is fighting for his life and is fighting for his mission to be the best. And after he pummels the guy in the face and breaks his arm and he taps out, he embraces him and he like says, I love There's you. Respect, right. He says, like, I love you. You're a champion. You're a warrior. Like, I'm so glad we can be, you know, connect now in another way. Because Dude, people as think- opposed to, that's why, motherfucker, like, you suck. Like, yeah. that doesn't feel good. No, and you know what's, you'll always regret that. Yeah. You know, people, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on very, in, in my business life, my actual businesses, I'm on very good terms with most people that compete with us mm-hmm. because I, I, Believe a in abundance, but but b, I've learned through experience that that will only drive you insane. Yeah, and people think it's weird. Like they're like, dude, how come you're nice to that guy? How come you how come you treat that guy cool? He's like competitors with you. I'm like, maybe that guy, you know, that guy's in a place I was five years ago, yeah. and I know what that's like. Or he's in a place that I want to be in five years. And there's there's things you can learn from everybody, and there's ways to get everybody. To play together. Yeah, also, competition makes yeah. you stronger. And you, you also want to have a good reputation in, in, with your competitors because what if you merge one day? What if you want to partner one day? What if you want to like it happens, refer? It happens all the time. That's why I get so annoyed with small business owners who think that their marketing strategy revolves around talking shit. Yeah. That's the worth, most worthless thing that you could do. And it creates no total with distrust yeah. with every one of your customers. That's another story. But <laughs> to answer that question, I want to answer that question. So <clears throat> I think... That there is tremendous, and I've said this, and we've done whole podcasts about this. I always say negativity is extremely underrated because, dude, if you look, let's be honest. If you look at what how you market yourself and how I market yourself, and you didn't, people didn't know us, didn't mm-hmm. listen to anything except go to our Instagram. They are literally polar opposites. Mm-hmm. You're all about love. You're all about yeah, yeah. you know being a positive guy, and I'm all like, dude, harness that negative shit and shove it down <laughs> everybody's fucking yes. throat. And dude, but. <laughs> I think that, and you've said it just here in this podcast, you have both sides to you and I have both sides to me. It's just choosing the direction we want to go. And I think that there is, like I said, tremendous power in negativity. And when you're young and when you're hungry and Mm -hmm. you don't understand or haven't gone through the process of truly finding a purpose, those things can be very powerful energy to project you ahead yeah, absolutely and there's nothing wrong with that it can be the most powerful fuel you'll ever have no question but if at the end of the day after that's years something's hurting you inside well, exactly still, and that's all you have it's time to shift it or learn how to balance that's it. right and yeah. you my natural progression my short answer is you need both my mm. natural progression has been for most of the time until i was about 33 years old i'm 38 now so about five years ago I, it was a hundred percent. I want fuck everybody. I'm going to destroy yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And people resonate with that message because they know what that's like. They they've feel been, it. They've been hurt. They've been told that there's piece of shit. They've been called fat. They've been told they're crazy. We all go through that. And so if you're going to have that energy in your life, you may as well use it. That's my point. But, and we both agree on this. There will come a time 
where you will get to a point of progress and you will look back and say, man, I've made all this progress. It just doesn't, I don't feel like I have. I feel like it's, it doesn't feel like I thought it would feel. And that's where the transition will start to happen. You said something earlier that is probably the most profound thing of this whole conversation to, to bring it to, to wrap up is that the ultimate alpha man is the man who supports others and lives in service. Right. And for me, that's kind of what I've found throughout this research is that the ultimate man or definition of masculinity is living in service. Right. And you can't be negative and use anger and this like negative fire to fuel living in or to live in service. Right. Like it can fuel you to get there, but you got to eventually right. shift to be like, you know what? The ultimate alpha man is like not the one who needs to fight. It's the one who can diffuse any situation because he can see everything Dude, clearly. You're setting an example for other men. That's, That's what alpha men, alpha male is about. It's about yeah. it's about being the dominant male, but the way you become the dominant male, which is counterintuitive yeah. to what everybody says, yeah. is by being the guy who lets everyone else know that they're just like you. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And and dude, we get uh, we, we we get bombarded by people who think alpha male means beard, muscles, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like honestly, like if you looked at my page, like I fit the stereotypical dude. Yeah, big like if truck. You if you yeah, <laughs> big, big truck. truck yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, all guns, all the shit. Mm -hmm. I, I just happen to like that shit. Yeah. But Not that doesn't make it. me a man. No. You know what I mean? And hey, I got tattoos, like all the stereotypical shit. I'm like the embodiment of that. And the funny thing is, is that people who from the outside that will follow me, who have never listened to me talk, have never listened to me speak, have never read any of the shit I've written, they would think that guy is like the guy, he's like, a, he's trying to be a tough guy. And the truth is, is that the reason that most of the people follow me has nothing to do with yeah. that. Yeah. It has to do with the fact, and this is kind of cool too, is that. I might set that expectation. I can't tell you how many people email me and they say, dude, you're nothing like I first thought you were. Yeah, yeah. And like that's like the ultimate compliment to me because I get what they're saying. And what what they're saying is is that they perceive me in that mm -hmm. that light and then figured out that there's so much more to yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing I love about you, Andy, is you know, even over our texts over the years and just every time I see you in person, it's like you're so real and you you share like your struggles with me, like man yeah. to man. You're like, you right. know, Things are great, but I'm also like working on this and it's like challenging. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's what's like, it makes you so much more relatable. And, and I appreciate that about you and our friendship. Well, likewise, so, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's why I think you and I connect so good. Yeah, exactly. You know, and <clears throat> people, you know, I think it comes down to, man, and I, this is going to be an awesome book for anybody to read, man or woman, because I feel like maybe you and I have gone through this process organically. But not everybody does. Right. They get stuck. Like like I said, you know, their their parents tell them, especially their moms, that we're talking about men now, you know, hey, you know, do this and have a big heart and care about people and do wow. the right thing. And you go to school and you get shoved in a locker because mm -hmm. they're like, you're a pussy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you got to toughen up and yeah, get strong. So you toughen up and then you stay in that state your whole entire life. Mm -hmm. And and that's where a lot of guys get stuck. Yeah. And it's a shame because they're... I recognize that, and I know you do too. Mm -hmm. Like, you recognize it immediately. Like, when I see a dude who's, like, trying to be that dude, and I can see right through it, yeah. and <clears throat> it sucks because I feel sorry for them. Because mm -hmm. I know that they're never going to be able to truly understand. The, I, let me say this. The chances of them ever truly understanding 
how to really be what they want to be mm-hmm. is very slim because they're not willing to let people see who they Unless are. Unless they get a wake-up call. Unless they have something in their life right. where it's a near-death experience, right. where there's a, something, a breakup, a breakdown, breakthrough for them to be a, like a catalyst to be aware. Right. And that's right. what happened to me. Right. I got in this fight. I was going through a traumatic breakup, and I was like, something's not working. Right? Yeah. I need so, to sh- figure this out. So after two years of working with Andy, I would if somebody asked me, I would say, all of the negative energy, all of the fire, all of the all of the stuff you see Andy putting out is is a competitive spirit ultimately motivated by a commitment to excellence. Mm. What it seems like in your life you discovered was how to rid yourself of the same negative energy and motivation, but one that was not rooted in excellence, it was rooted in insecurity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. That's my take. Definitely. Well, Definitely and that's was. why you feel sorry for those people, too, because you know that they're fucking so unhappy on the inside. Exactly. They're yeah. angry. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not even, it's not even happy. It's pure anger. Something happened to those people. Yeah. They got made fun of. Mm-hmm. They got dumped. They got, you know, they went through a traumatic experience like we talked, like you talked about or like, yeah, and he's like, like it's never going to happen yeah, again. Like, they went through this <laughs> yeah, crazy exactly. shit. And they're just, it, they're angry. And like, <clears throat> dude, um, they're afraid to let people know what it is. And the truth of it is, is if they let people know and they came out, it would inspire people to follow them. Mm-hmm. You know, dude, share your story. Share yeah. the things that hurt you. Those are the things that make people relate to you. And that's what builds a brand. That's it. You know, and, it. and it's not just about business, but, you know, my brand and your brand, this is who we are 24 hours a day. Yeah. Like, it's funny because people, like, people will say to Emily, they're like, well, is he like that at home? Well, you know, I might not be yelling and screaming and shit, but, you know, I'm I'm pretty, like... You're passionate. You're, I, yeah, 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 I'm a passionate dude. I'm just intense by nature. And, uh, but I'm not like, hey, you know, those cookies were 9 out of 10. You need to fucking do 10 out of 10. Like, that's not how it works, man. Like, I'm just happy to get some cookies, you know? But, uh, but you know, I think... Also, to to your point, Vaughn, you know, for our mission here, which has always been to reverse the idea that everybody wins, everybody's special, everybody's a delicate flower, that's been our mission. Mm. So delivering a tough message that says, hey, man, look, we know it's fucking tough. I've been through this shit. Mm. You know what? You got to pull your fucking boots back on. You got to get back out in the fucking game. Yeah. That's the message here. Yeah. All right? It has, <clears throat> it has nothing to do with... You know, being this tough guy. Right. It's about being mentally tough. That's it. You know, and one of the ways that you get the most mentally tough is by being comfortable and confident with who you are. And one of the ways you do that is by sharing with other people who you are. Right. And most people just never go through that process. That's it, man. They never. And, dude, I'm so glad you wrote this book because it, there's really nothing like it. Like, there's nothing, there's not a manual out there for somebody to read. You know, like, if you, if you were to, and this is the ironic thing about this book. If you were to fucking, if anybody else were to write this book, it would be called How to Be a Real Man. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And with the same shit on the inside. Yeah. Right. But it says the mask of masculinity. And it's, I just, dude, I love that about what you're doing because it, oh, you got Steve Weatherford on here. Yeah. That dude's a fucking stud. He is. And if you yeah. had called it that, you yeah. would not get probably the female readers that you were talking about well, listen, earlier. I, that's why so many, so many yeah. women are like, right when I show them this or, or say the title, they're like, thank you. They're like, yeah. yes. They're like, dude, oh my God, it's so needed and, right now. And you and I, and and we, dude, we're you know a lot of the same girls I know. Like, Absolutely. dude, high profile, yeah. high celebrity type girls. And they all, you know, like, I've, t- I've talked to these girls. I'm friends with them. And you should hear the shit they say about dudes. Like, 
guys, you're embarrassing yourselves out there by like trying to be this dude. Like, this is something that everybody needs to read. You know what I mean? And uh, I just think it's cool you're bringing awareness to a, a situation that can bring so many results in different ways to people's lives, their business life, their relationship, how angry you are at the world. Like these guys are like, I fucking hate everybody in the world. Well, dude, it's not that it's that you're, you're mad about something that's going on inside and what, what you're doing with the shit that's given to you and fed to you with the world is just turning that into that and spitting it back out. That's it, man. You yeah. Know? It's perfect timing for this too. Oh, with all the social oh, unrest for sure. Well, there's just so much political stuff. There's so much, I mean, these killings that are just like it's the insane, racial dude. stuff. I'm just like, what is happening yeah, in our world, dude, man? But dude, and people are like, people are like, why are all these people going fucking crazy? Well, let's be real. Let's let's be real for a second. If you're on social media, if you're a spe- specifically Facebook, and you spend any amount, I literally <laughs> I've cut my Facebook time down to zero. That's good. Like I'll post and then I go away. That's great because you get depressed if you're dude, on there. It's terrible. And it makes it, it has made a huge difference in my personal happiness, mm. as weird as it sounds, to give zero time to that negativity. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, you know, Instagram's a lot more positive. Yeah. Um, you can choose who you're following. Yes. And like, it's just way more positive. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I've, I've, but let's be real, dude. We're so, the media, Facebook, social media, peers, uh, peers, all this shit is being dumped on us, and none of it is positive. Yeah. None of it. And and when you have internal negative energy that's that's spewing and turning and You're churning, say yes to these things. Yes, yeah. they're right. Yeah, because no, like, like, dude, what's going to get more likes on Facebook? God, the world is a beautiful place, and I'm so happy today. Like, dude, I wrote a, and I did this as a social experiment. I wrote a status two uh, I don't mm-hmm. know a week ago that said, "Tell me something, um, the best thing that happened to you this week." It was on a Friday. Mm. You know, it was the lowest like status I've had in like two years. I had literally 1,000 comments or some shit, like 300 likes. Where I, If I were to post, am I the only one that gets pissed off when people don't put their fucking shopping carts back? Do I have a piece of shit? What kind of piece of shit doesn't put the shopping carts back? I That's would have 10,000 fucking likes wow. on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, dude, people vibe with the frustrations, and they don't vibe nearly enough with the good shit, yeah. which is why most people are unhappy. Mm-hmm. They're not taking the time to be grateful for what they have. They're taking all their time, all of it, and spending it looking at other people who have this fake fucking image and saying, man, I wish I was more like that. More like what? Mm-hmm. All you got to do is fake it. You know what I'm saying? Right, you right, can right. be that today. Like, are they all lying? Like, the people you look up to, the people that you're, you're, you're saying that and putting yourself in a negative spot... They're all full of shit. I think people are so accustomed to like rallying around yeah. the negativity. You know, that's why if you post something political, you'll get a thousand comments. But, you, you know, if you post something like, hey, tell me the best thing that happened this week. You know, nobody cares about that. Yeah, you know? I noticed that. Which is funny because like, dude, I read the comments and they were awesome. Mm. Like the comments made me feel sure. fucking good. Yeah. You know, it was it's just I just consciously. I'm working on putting my energy into places that I'm going to get good feedback. That's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not on negative. Because I preach that, right? Like, mm. don't let the negativity bother you. But sometimes it bothers you without you being aware that it's bothering you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah. dude, it's energy. It's not something you control. Like, if you are if you have people or situations or habits in your life that are putting negative energy into you, don't think that you're going to be able to somehow put up your negative energy shield and still tolerate it. Like, it's still going to affect you. 
you know, and that's been a big, big thing. I don't know how we got on this tangent, but uh, <laughs> no, it's good. I'm glad you actually mentioned the title of the book. I feel like we haven't done that as much as we should, so I'm going to mention it one more time. It's the Mask of Masculinity, and the subtitle is How Men Can Embrace Vulnerability, Create Strong Relationships, and Live Their Fullest Lives. And Lewis, this isn't out until Halloween, right? On Halloween, we take off the mask. Okay, it's nice. A, it's I a like come it. as yourself party, right? Yeah. Right, but you, but uh, obviously, people can go to Amazon you and can purchase get it right, it right now. Right yeah, now you can pre-order and, it or and, whenever this right. is out. Yeah. So Sounds good, and yeah. I, you know, I don't want to take this for granted. Some of you may uh, be brand new to the to the podcast and not know who Lewis is. Mm. So your social contacts are what? Just at Lewis House everywhere. You know, whatever. L e w i s h o w e s. Okay, great. Well, yeah. This is great. Well, you know, uh, you always ask at the end of one of your uh, mm-hmm. one of your uh, podcasts, what's your definition of greatness? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your definition of our greatness? Of, no, I'm I'm being stupid. Of our I'm, greatness. No, actually, what I was going to ask of my greatness. No, no. Actually, I did want to ask you because I've I I don't know that I've ever heard you summarize it. Mm. This is a success and motivation podcast. Yeah. What's your definition of success? Hmm. It's. I think everyone gets to define success for themselves, and that's why for me, I talk. I use the word greatness because I think it's different for everyone. It's not like um, success is usually about achievement. I think greatness is about more of a feeling. It's a feeling of of knowing that you're on the right path. So my definition of greatness is discovering the unique gifts and talents within you to pursue your dreams and in that pursuit, making the maximum impact you can on people around you. And for me, that's what I feel like greatness is. Hmm. You've given some thought to this. I, think. I have. People yeah. have asked me many times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but I think I think success and greatness can be you know similar. Yeah. It all depends on how you want to define it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely uh, it's a it's a touchy subject for people because especially like when you take a stance on it, like if you have a podcast, mm-hmm. say this is what I think it is. Realize that what you said is the truth. It doesn't matter what I think it is. It's mm-hmm. what you think it is. Yeah. And. Uh, I had somebody on social last night because I posted a video about that said there's not much nobility and being broke and insignificant. And that's not I could have used better words. What I really mean when I say that is this. There's no nobility and unfulfilling your own potential. Absolutely. And every single person and I say that comment the way I said it, because every single person that has a fucking cell phone has the ability to not be broke. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's where that's coming from. But the point is, is that I I personally think that success is greatness and success are two different things. And I think success, you know, as I say, is the pursuit of fulfillment of one's true potential. Mm. And that's how I define it because it's going to be different for everybody. You were born under different circumstances. I was born. We all start at different places. So you cannot identify success as money or car or this Uh or that. And if you do, you're, you're going to be very unfulfilled at the end of the day. It's about the process. And, you know, that sounds corny when you're 19 years old. Yeah. It's about the journey. Because you haven't been on a fucking They want to make money right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't trade my journey for fucking any amount of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and greatness, you know, I think the definition you gave of greatness is perfect. Like, I love that. Like, you know, um, there's lots of people who are successful that aren't great. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I think it's a... I think It's a, it's a good call. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, there's lots of people that make lots of money that make zero impact on other people. It's true. You know? And have zero fulfillment, yeah. that aren't following their right. dreams, that aren't... Yeah. Right. It's totally possible. Now, yeah. I always try to tell people like, hey, look, you know, the way you make the most money is by, is by creating the most value. And I feel like that's true, but that's also a new truth because yes. of the way media is 
now conducted with social media and feedback and all that. There's lots of people out there that have billions of dollars that made them 30, 40 years ago that didn't do anything to really trading stocks people. or right, something like exactly. that, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, if you can have both, that's, that's hey. a pretty good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with both. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. You know, you, you know, when we talk about, like when you talk about the mask of, of uh, material, material mask, yep. um, you know, people, people hear that sometimes and they, they think, well, it's not, well, is it not a good thing for me to have material goals? No, it's a great I'm thing. I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a great thing. But it's a bad thing when you make it the focus of who the fuck you are. Yeah. It's you your identity. I mean? Exactly. And that's that's something that well, a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. You know, they like I see this on Instagram a lot, dude, with some pretty wealthy business guys. Their whole their whole brand is like promoting high end shit. Like mm-hmm. they're they're fucking, you know, hundred thousand dollar AP or their their uh, Rolls Royce, you know, their five Rolls Royces or this right. or that, and it's like, dude, we get it, <laughs> we, you know, we get it, we right. get it, we got you got some money and you think you have taste, yeah, well, I get it, but how about we talk about how the fuck you got there? Mm-hmm. How are we talk about the struggles you went through? How about we talk about this or that? And if they did that, their their fan base, their following, and and their their fulfillment would all go up. It's just a Absolutely. hard thing for people to. It's a hard thing for people to grasp because it's counterintuitive. Right. Society says we have to be this guy, you know, the big muscle guy, the tough guy, the the puffy guy with the beard and and wearing a fucking lumberjack coat. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, but the truth of it is, is that has nothing to do with it. Mm. That's just bullshit. Yeah. You know? I agree. So man. I think it's really cool that you took the opportunity and that you're using your platform, uh, you know, being a New York Times bestseller and and your social platform and all the following that you have. Because you could have, you you literally could have wrote fifty other business books. A lot, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what my agent and my publisher right. wanted me to do, and I was just like, I'm not feeling it. But this this is a legacy book. Yeah, that's how I see it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This hasn't been written before. Yeah, and I think it's awesome that you did that. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, it's a short read, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, quick. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, dude. Where, where are they going to find Where you want to buy it? On Amazon? Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Maskofmasculinity.com. You can get it. You know, all the links are there for Barnes & Noble and Amazon, but wherever. You know, yeah. Barnes & Noble, Amazon, wherever you want to. Yeah, it's, plug it up, bro. Yeah. Maskofmasculinity.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, guys, uh, first of all, Lewis, thank you, man. It's Thanks, always man. good to see you. This was a fun conversation. Yeah, dude, it's quite different than I, I than always most. love our conversations. Yeah, it's like, good. It's, it's, you know, I'm you're lucky enough and I'm lucky enough to have uh, – you know, amazing contacts and relationships yeah. and, and guests and things like that and talk to. But I will say having you on the show is one of my favorite times because we do have it's real conversation. That's it, yeah. This is the shit we'd be talking about if this these weren't here. Exactly. If the microphones weren't here, we'd be having this discussion. For hours. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 that's what I appreciate about you, bro. I so thank it, you man. for stopping by. Thanks, man. Uh best drink, of luck drinking with the gluten book. free beer, right? Yeah. Huh? Drinking gluten free beer. Yeah. Well Lewis doesn't drink. <laughs> I don't drink. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You don't drink. You drink gluten free right. beer. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd be happy to sit here while we drank and they can make fun of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate uh, you guys. Thank yeah. you very much, man. Of, of course, man. Um, guys, Mask of Masculinity, maskofmasculinity.com. Go mm. check it out. Uh, we will be back on Thursday with Thursday Thunder. Uh, Vaughn, any anything, housekeeping things? Just a reminder, testimonials at themfco.com. We've gotten a lot of really great ones, but keep them coming. All right, cool. All right, guys, thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>